Hello, and welcome to Small Black Birds. I'm AJ. And in this episode, you will hear how the national myths we hear over and over again aren't just false, but are turning the American dream for many people into a fantasy. America is the wealthiest nation on the planet, but even before the pandemic, more than two in five people were living without their basic needs being met. That's 140 million of us. But poverty in this country means more than not having money. It can also mean not having access to clean drinking water or the internet. It means experiencing the brunt of climate disasters. It means mass incarceration and more restrictions on your right to vote, attend college, or see a doctor. But it doesn't have to be this way. The United States has an abundance of resources to eliminate poverty, but it lacks leaders who will do what's right and challenge the national myths and false narratives used to perpetuate economic exploitation and widespread inequality. In this episode, you will hear how William Barber II and the Poor People's Campaign are building a grassroots movement to demonstrate the power of people coming together across political labels and geography to create a country that works not just for billionaires and corporations, but for everyone. We have to have movements, and they have to be, I believe, moral movements. And by moral, I don't mean religious alone. When I talk about moral movements, I'm talking about being a part of a movement that's fighting for a change because you recognize to have lived and not fight for those changes would have been a waste of life. You've probably seen William Barber II, even if you don't know who he is. Whether leading a demonstration in support of LGBTQ rights in his home state of North Carolina, or if he's outside of the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., calling on Congress to pass a living wage, it's hard to miss Barber, a tall, heavyset man dressed in clerical robes who has been front and center at some of the most important protests over the past few decades. But the Reverend is no attention seeker. Along with being a pastor and a professor, Barber serves as the face of the Poor People's Campaign, a national movement committed to improving the lives of millions of Americans who are being left behind by the country's morally bankrupt leaders. Driven by values both religious and constitutional, the Poor People's Campaign, or PPC, continues the fight for economic justice started by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and other activists of the civil rights era, but brings it into the 21st century using sophisticated data analysis and other modern tools to advocate for major changes. What made Dr. King and what makes a movement like the Poor People's Campaign so important is we go right at the narrative and we seek to change it. In the Poor People's Campaign, we change it by putting a face on it. So oftentimes, Republicans racialize poverty, Democrats run from poverty. So what we decided to do was lift up the voices of the poor and the well. So we have people speak, whether they're from Appalachia or Alabama. They tell their stories, and then we, we put that alongside the empirical data. Unlike other politically active organizations, the PPC rejects political labels and ideology to focus on building unity among people who have more in common than they often realize. In 2018, the most recent year data was available, 
Almost 40% of white Americans, about 67 million people, were considered either poor or low income. The same is true for about 62 million blacks and Latinos living in the country. But you might not know it if you listen to the politicians and talking heads who use fear, hate, and greed to sow discontent among everyone. The PPC sees major shortcomings in how both major parties address important issues like voting rights and health care. Barber says Democrats have failed to speak out strongly enough against misguided policies, and Republicans have betrayed their roots as the party of Lincoln. So rather than engaging in the endless squabbles that plague our national debate and news shows, the PPC focuses on advocating for policies that put people and their needs first. You know, somebody asked me, what are you talking about democracy? You're talking about socialism. You're talking about communism. They get trapped in these little conversations. And I believe a lot of those words are too small and too puny. So I like to talk in moral language in terms of our deepest religious values and our deepest constitutional values. I'm talking about what the Constitution says. I want to see a budget. I want to see an economy. I want to see a world that establishes justice, that provides for the common defense, promotes the general welfare. Let's, let's write a budget that establishes justice. Let's, let's pass policy that ensures domestic tranquility. Let's make sure that we are, are focused on equal protection under the law. Let's look at all of our public policy from the standpoint of life, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if that public policy has death in it, unnecessary death in it, then it's counter to what we have said. Today, many people identify Dr. King with his soaring I Have a Dream speech that he delivered at the Lincoln Memorial in 1963. But what was his dream? The March on Washington sought equality before the law, but also an economic bill of rights for poor working people of all races and backgrounds. In speech after speech, Dr. King highlighted the connections between labor rights and civil rights and often spoke out against the starvation wages paid to so many workers in the richest country. Unfortunately, many of the problems from his day remain, and in places like the southern United States, half of all jobs pay less than $15 an hour. The PPC carries Dr. King's mission into the modern era and expands it to address other problems that were only starting to be recognized back then, like the endless war economy and environmental devastation. The PPC has over 40 committees working on different issues, and what makes their approach different is that each committee is led by three people, a religious official, an advocate or subject expert, and a person directly affected by the problem. This grassroots people-oriented method produces solutions that benefit regular people instead of corporations and other special interests who use their big bucks to exert influence over our state and federal governments to push for their agenda, not ours. As Dr. King said, there were three interlocking injustices, racism, militarism, and poverty. He said these three interlocking injustices were killing all of us, not just black people. Today, there are five, we believe. Systemic racism, systemic poverty, ecological devastation, the war economy, and the false moral narrative of religious nationalism. And the good news is, we can overcome. The good news is it doesn't have to be there. The good news is imagine a world where we really, really, really break free of this racism, where we really break free of poverty. And the reality is we can do it. That's why the Poor People Campaign doesn't just curse the darkness. We actually have put forth an agenda for Jubilee, an agenda for justice, an agenda for moving forward. 
poverty in America isn't a matter of economics or personal shortcomings. It's a political problem created and facilitated by politicians who choose to ignore it while directing all of the country's resources toward other areas. A good indicator of a nation's priorities can be found in its budget. And America's budget makes clear that spending on the military takes precedence over everything else by a wide margin. The military's annual budget is over $700 billion, while money marked for education is less than a tenth of that. And just as local and state governments have spent community resources on police at the expense of other needs like mental health services and infrastructure, lawmakers in both parties too often give the military whatever it wants, while a host of other threats that undermine national security go chronically underfunded, including the current health crisis and climate emergencies, all of which disproportionately harm low-income communities. And this is what every moral movement has to do first, is challenge the lie. Go right at it. The fact is, poverty does not have to be. The fact is, we do have the resources to fix it. The fact is, this war, all this war mentality, war economy, it's not helping us be more secure. And it's not even benefiting the soldiers because the majority of it goes to the corporations. And in fact, it is killing us. It is, it is disabling our ability. Just recently, we had a situation where there was a request for 10% of the money in our military budget to go toward helping us get out of COVID. And you couldn't get a majority to vote Democrats or Republicans because so many people are so bound up in this mythology. The devastating impact of the pandemic and its economic fallout provide ample reason to reconsider what truly constitutes national security. Despite the trillions of dollars Congress has lavished on the Pentagon since the turn of the century, the massive U.S. arsenal and fighting force deployed worldwide are powerless against serious non-military threats. Years of underinvestment in public health infrastructure left the U.S. unprepared for the coronavirus, and now more Americans are struggling to pay for food and housing, even as President Biden says the pandemic is coming to an end. But it's a lie that the country only has money for more weapons, and not enough for urgently needed and popular programs like a Green New Deal and Medicare for All. We have to constantly unpack these lies and say to folks, listen, people, what if we weren't doing this? Which is why we did a budget and we were able to show what would happen if we cut the military? What would happen if people were paid a living wage? What would happen if people had health care? And in our budget, we found out things like this. Number one, we'd have another $300 billion that we could use in uplifting the whole society. We then said, if you pay people a living wage, not only would you lift 49 million people immediately out of poverty and low wealth, you would pump $368 billion into the economy. Same thing is true if you provided people health care. The benefits of doing right are so powerful. In June 2021, the Poor People's Campaign released a comprehensive plan to tackle some of the country's biggest problems. Calling for a third reconstruction, the plan serves as a roadmap to lift 140 million people out of poverty that draws on the transformative history of the first and second reconstructions following the Civil War and Civil Rights era. 
At its core, the plan envisions a society where working people receive a living wage and quality health care, a rollback of the police state, and eliminating the racist barriers in education, housing, and voting rights that prevent so many people in this country from reaching their full potential. I'm simply trying to be a voice crying out in the wilderness in the midst of the times we live, poor and low wealth people of every race, creed, color, and sexuality, and geography, who are really the key to the furtherance of this democracy. And I really believe in how we talk to them and engage with them and hear from them and change laws and policies based on them is really gonna be whether or not we become the America we claim to be on paper. And if we don't listen to the cries of the people, then God help us. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. I would encourage you to visit the PPC's website at poorpeoplescampaign.org to see all the incredible ways they work to improve people's lives. There is a social stigma associated with poverty that is woven deep into the fabric of American life. But as the pandemic laid bare for all of us to see, more Americans are struggling to get by than ever before. And that's why it's more important than ever for Americans to realize the problem is not someone else's, but all of ours. Did I get this story right? Let me know at smallblackbirdspodcast at gmail.com. Want to protect your right to protest? Go to www.rightsanddissent.org. Stay safe and talk with you soon.